Gilbert. The following announcement has been paid for by the WZWA Network. Hi, everybody. This is former WWE superstar Al Snow. And TWN is Sean Oliver. My name is Eugene. And you are watching the Insider's Edge podcast. Now get on the train. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast here in conjunction with the WZWA Network. I am your host for tonight's proceedings, California in Fury. My guest here tonight, uh, well, today for him, actually, is former WWF light heavyweight champion, the longest reigning light heavyweight champion in the history of the World Wrestling Federation slash entertainment. He's also a journeyman. He's been in the business and he's retired now but 30 long years this is the one and the only gilberg how you going Dwayne? hey how you doing brother how's everything going man what <laughs> everything's what is, great uh, i'll tell you what an introduction man it's been a while since i had one like that <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad you liked it um i i have been a big fan of yours uh going back to you know, uh, 1998 when I first saw you perform. So this is a thrill for me to get the chance to talk to you, sir. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, one more stat in there. You know, if you go to singles champions, I'm the eighth longest reigning champion of all time. Right, you made the top ten. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> man, this is awesome. I mean, because I, I, I am, uh, I'm one of the biggest, I guess you could say, marks in the world. That's why I became a wrestler, <laughs> man. I love wrestling. Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of like where I like to start things off with the interview is kind of asking everyone their origin story of how they became a fan of wrestling. Oh, dude, I, I grew up watching WWF. I'm talking back Bruno San Martino days and everything. And uh, it, it was it was great. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I, I used to if I was playing baseball on a field and somebody because it only came on at four o'clock. Saturdays from four to five on Saturdays. And if they said, Oh, it's three forty-five, I would drop the bat and run as fast as I could home because my father would be sitting there with a bowl of popcorn waiting for me. Then we moved to Florida when I became a teenager and we got standing reservations at the Eddie Graham Sports Arena. We were right on the aisle where they came out, three rows back from the ring. I watched uh Eddie Graham. Dusty Rhodes, uh, Mike, Steve Kern, uh, all of them, they all, where they all started. I mean, Dusty, when he first started, all the Wyndham's, all that, man. When right. Started, I watched them. And then uh, later on, I was watching wrestling with who became my partner, Barry Hardy. And uh, I, I used to always go, Barry, you know, because we lived in the apartment complex. I lived, like, he, you know, to the left, and his door was to the right. And I'd be like, come on, man, wrestling's on. He'd go, I ain't watching that fake shit, man. I ain't watching that. <laughs> and I would go over and watch wrestling and then come back and we would hang out, right? Well, then, you know, time goes on. He got married. I got married. We moved apart. You know what I mean? And I'm watching wrestling one day with my wife and I go, hey, baby, isn't that Barry? But no way. But a lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look what he did to his hair and all, man, because he died the skunk, you know, the skunk looking off. So I got right on the phone and called his mother. And his mother goes, He's home. That's pre recorded. I go, Really? Give me his number. So I called him. And he goes, Dude, I have been looking high and low for you. Where do you live now? And I told him my address. He goes, No way. I said, Why? He said, That's like a quarter mile from my house. <laughs> I said, really, what's your address? So he told me I went immediately over his house. And that night, I started taking hip tosses, back bumps, and all on concrete. That's no lie. Really? <laughs> that's uh, that's that definitely night. a tough way to, to start doing your first bumps in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, but then, then we uh, laid some pads down, you know, and some old carpet we had. And then uh, we bought a ring. And uh, Barry Hardy is who taught me and uh, took me to the Monster Factory because that's where he trained. And, right. Uh, yeah, and I uh, I went up there, and Larry Sharp. He said, "Larry, I got a guy. He's he's ready to do jobs, man." And he goes, "You think so?" And I and he goes, "Yeah." So uh, we went up there, and we were doing a match, and I had this thing that I could do where you know you come in the hard way where you're outside the ring, and a guy pulls the rope, 
and you go over the top and yeah. in the ring. Well, I could go all the way across the ring and hit and go out the other side. Right. And, it, you know, it would be, it would look like, oh my God, he slung him all the way across the ring, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he did it as Larry Sharp was walking out of his office. And he goes, whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. And Larry was walking out of his office with the soul taker. Do you know who the soul taker is? Oh, God, it rings a bell. It's uh, God. Yeah, before he, he was, was uh, like, Six eight, three seventy five, three eighty. He was a gigantic monster, man, with this mohawk. I mean, the Godfather was freaky huge, you know. And uh, he goes, "Let me see that again." I don't believe I saw what I think I just saw. And we're like, "What?" And he goes, "The, the way he went across the ring." And we said, "Sure." So we started doing the punch. No, no, stop! Like, don't punch. Don't do nothing. Pull him in the ring. So I went, and I hit, and I stood up and was leaning on the rope like that. And I go, how was that? And he goes, you can go. Just like that. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, I, did, I did look at Barry, and I said, uh, hey, Barry. He goes, yeah. I go, do we have to wrestle guys that big? <laughs> Looking at the Godfather. He goes, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. I was like, oh, no, we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so this is around 1990. Uh, you start to make your debut on the American Impendent Wrestling yeah, scene. Like, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was 90s. Yes, it was. Yeah, and you and your friend Barry uh, had a team called the Lords of Darkness. Uh, oh, tell yeah. me, tell me a little bit about that team. Oh man, we love that team, man. We, I made, I made these. Uh, Cause see, I'm a carpenter. I'm, a, I'm, I consider myself a very good carpenter. I made these big giant battle axes. We took sheets of metal and I cut them out and made battle axes. We made handles and every. Oh, it was awesome, man. We had. <laughs> We wore makeup, we had flash pots, and we had everything, man. The fog, we would have fog coming out, and we had flash pots go off and all, and we went to the ring. It was <laughs> awesome. We were we uh, we were tag team champions in like five leagues at one time. Really? Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was really cool. Cool. So at that time in the early nineties was it uh, an easy way to um to live off off being an independent wrestler or were you were you doing carpentry as well? Yeah, no, I had to have the carpentry too. You, 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 no way. You can you live off independent wrestling unless unless you're a name. You can do it if you're a name. You can live off independent wrestling. But now, as as an up and coming wrestler, you know it is, man. It's fifty bucks, you know, seventy five yeah. hours a match. You, know, you can't live off of that, especially I had a family and all. Because I mean, many times, uh, Jimmy Hardy told Barry and I, if you guys can go to Memphis, you will be big stars. And we couldn't do it because we both had families. And no matter how Memphis is, that's 50 bucks a night, man. Yeah. You, can't, you, can't, you just, you can't run a family on 50 bucks a night. We, we couldn't do it. You know, we just, we couldn't do it. But I lucked out and got, you know, the call. You know what I mean? Right. And you did get the call, uh, I guess, to go to the WWF uh, 91 to start working a few shows, you know, with them on Wrestling Challenge and Superstars. Yeah, Barry, Barry got me up there. Barry got right. me up there. Very sharp and all. And uh, we, um, when we were doing that, man, everybody was like, why do you go up there and get your ass kicked like that? But yet you come back and you're such big stars on the independents. And I go, well, how do you get to be the best unless you wrestle in the best with the best? Absolutely. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's just... It, that's how you become, you know, a good wrestler. You have to do it all the time, and every chance you get to wrestle, wrestle. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. Um, there's, there's a written rule in the business. You never, ever go near a wrestling show without your gear. Never. Absolutely, yeah. Because somebody can get caught in traffic. Somebody will no-show. Somebody could be hurt. So You know what I mean? Yeah. And, Doc, somebody could be excited and their heart rate could be up. Doc say, nope, you ain't wrestling tonight. Well, hey, you you wrestle. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you never go near a wrestling show without your boots. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I remember Lance Storm told a story once where he just visited a house show in Calgary and uh, Vince McMahon walked up to him and said, did you bring your gear? And Lance said, yeah. He said, okay, cool, because we need someone to wrestle Eddie Guerrero tonight. So there we go. Yes. <laughs> I I believe I got most of my, you know, chances because I had my gear with me. 
You know, because that, that's the way... That's the way wrestling is. I mean, but I was off TV two, two and a half years with injuries, and uh, all of a sudden, I ain't seen WWF. And there, I get a call from Howard Finkel, and he's like, hey, Dwayne Gill. I said, Howard, how you doing, buddy? He said, good. I, I found you. I said, yeah. He said, all right, I need you to come up this date, this date, and this date. And I said, well, yeah, well why am I coming up? One of them's a pay-per-view. He goes, yeah, I know. I said, I don't do pay-per-views, man. You know that. And he goes, I, all I know is Vince said, find Dwayne Gill. Right. He said, I found <laughs> Dwayne Gill. I, I didn't even know I was the mystery opponent to Cactus Jack. Yeah. Until, like, an hour before we went on. Right. I was just sitting there in the locker room, and, and that's when Mick came up to me, and he goes, hey, uh, Dwayne. I said, what? And he goes, uh, why ain't you getting ready? I go, it's pay-per-view, Mick. And he goes, no. You're the mystery opponent, dude. And I went, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah. You're working me tonight. I guess and he I, must have really left a good impression with my... Vince from back in the day. Yeah, well, uh, you know, like what it was is Barry and I just, we just wanted to work. That's why we came up with the executioners. We tried to come up with the turtle gimmick. We tried, we tried everything. You know what I mean? I told Vince one time, I said, Vince, I don't care if you dress us up as two turds or call us, get your shit together. We just want a job. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we work. I don't know if you know it. I'm sorry. That's but okay. we worked. I mean, house shows. We did 20, 25 house shows a month. For years, Barry and I, we were on the B tour. For years, we were never contracted, but we made good money up there. Oh, that's great. Um, I, I was looking, doing some research on you, and I'd seen that you'd, you'd worked with The Undertaker, you worked with Sergeant Slaughter, Jim Duggan, uh, Texas Tornado, Kamala. Uh, do you have any stories of any working with any of those top guys, anything uh, that uh, might be a bit interesting? Uh, I got a funny one. I messed up in a match against uh, Razor Ramon. Okay. He was he was giving me a big big spot, dude. You know, on a TV shot, a jobber getting a big spot. You know, Razor yeah. was giving me that. That's when he was having that little feud with the one two three kid and all. You know what I mean? So right. He, the jobbers have a, a spot in there, so they give me a big spot, man. I was doing great. Boom, 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 and I forgot, man. One little thing. And he, yeah. goes, I, he goes, you fucked up. He's beating the shit out of you. He's yelling at me. Man, you missed your spot. We had him, man. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Razor. <laughs> you know, that, that's what happens in there. You know what I mean? That, yeah. And I, I, I love working Taker. I mean, when, when it was time to work the Taker, it was like, hey, Gil. Yeah. I got you tonight. What do you want to do? I'll see you out there. Yeah. You know? Taker, Taker was the best, you know? Because you're working, you know, 10 or 12 times, you know, everything he does is followed or deleted, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I guess that's a big part of what your job was at that time in the professional wrestling business. Uh, I guess what, what do they like, you, they like to call it enhancement talent? Yeah, well, see, that... I, I'm, I'm not enhancing talent, brother. I was a jobber. I wanted to do a job. My job was to go out there and make them look good. That's what I did. I, I loved it. I, I love wrestling. Dude, imagine. Super fan, right? Yeah. Next thing you know, you're sitting in the locker room with Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, British Bulldog. You, you understand what I'm saying? The mob. Yeah. Now, Tony Gurria, Rene Goulet, Blackjack Lanza. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. My, 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 man. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I was in heaven. And then it's like, well, you're wrestling in. Oh, shit, man. I remember <laughs> when I wrestled the Road Warriors. I was in, we're in the ring, right? This is, you want a funny story? Yeah. We're in the ring. Second time up there. Do, 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 do. You're wrestling the Road Warriors. Okay, we're in the locker room. Yeah, what's up, guys? You know, how's it going? Yeah, they don't have makeup or nothing yet, right? So, all right, now it comes time. We're out in the ring. Ah, here we go. Here they come. They walk in. Anwar looks across the ring at me and goes, Dude, I back up. Oh, 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 oh. Bump into Barry. I go, hey, hey, hey. Hey, no, 
that shit's fake, right, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, get out of my way. You, I want the belt. I'm going to break you in half, right? And I'm going, shut up, man. Shut up. I got to get in that ring. This is the God's honest truth, man. I'm pushing going, shut up, man. Shut the hell up, right? <laughs> so then, match goes on. Tag, I'm in there. Oh, shit. I'm in there with the Road Warriors. Oh, my God. I'm going to shit my pants. I mean, I'm scared to death, right? Yeah. Hulk grabs me, pushes me in the ropes, goes, Clothesline, brother. Lifts me off. And I'm running. I'm looking back going, who talked to him? Talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I shit you not, man. <laughs> Luckily, I was God gifted because I had begged Animal. I said, dude, give me the power slam. He's like, I'm going to give it to your partner there because, you know, Barry was the, you know, solid or bigger looking, stronger person. So that's who he would give it to because, you know, it was like power against power. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said, trust me. Trust me, Animal. Give me the power slam. He goes, okay, brother. So we get in there. He goes, power slam. Rips me off, bro. I came off. He was tiptoeing, had his arms as high as he could, and I was higher than his hands, and he caught me on the way down. Boom. When we hit, we hit so hard that he stood right back up like this. And was like, <laughs> ah, man, we got in the back. He goes, what a power slam. I said, Hold <laughs> you, brother. Told you, man. I said, you guys, man, part of the reason I'm in here. <laughs> you know? That's why I became a wrestler. Yeah, so and... You're making people look good and, you know, you're getting a good reputation because of that. That was my job. That's why I made the paycheck that, you know, it's like you're a carpenter. Go build that wall. You know what I mean? Well, my thing was to tell the story with them and show that they are invincible. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That, that's the job was so that you could pack the houses when the names wrestled the names. That was the whole point. The jobbers were on TV, which you would watch the name come out and see that he is badass and super strong, you know, good guy or a really bad, bad guy, right? And yeah. then it would be that, that good guy against the bad guy at the house show that you couldn't see on TV. You know what I mean? And that's what would pack the houses, man. And that's why I love being a jobber. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. And I, People say enhancement talent and extra. No, I was a jobber, dude. That, that's what. That's why I wore the shirt you wear right now. And thank God for Al Snow. I say it every. <laughs> thank God for Al Snow, because what a better place for Dwayne Gill than the Job Squad. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, um, I'm so honored and proud to be part of that group. It's unbelievable because all the peers in there, you know, Meany. Uh, uh, Two Cold Scorpio, Bob Holly, Al Snow, man. What a better group of people to be around, yeah. Yeah, man, it was a great group. And I, I wanted to get back to where you were before when we were talking about Survivor Series 1998. Um, believe it or not, this was the show that I became a wrestling fan from, from seeing for the first time. This was the first oh, really? full show that I'd seen. So you were on the first show that I ever watched, and I was hooked, hooked. Just like that. And I remember seeing this Dwayne Gill guy come out. The commentators talk about how Mankind's opponent ended up being Dwayne Gill. Obviously, Mankind's going to be getting the victory here. So you were the first jobber, I guess, you would, if you, you like that term, that I ever saw uh, on pay-per-view. <laughs> so how was that, finally, for the first time ever, being on pay-per-view? It, it, that actually got me my job as Gilbert as the way actually as Dwayne Gill on the job squad because Gilbert if you know or not was not the longest reigning champion Dwayne Gill yeah was the title as Dwayne Gill and uh what happened was that night on the way out I was walking out and I looked up and they had me getting beat you know, everybody putting their finish on me, like Snoop Superfly flying down on me, Taker yeah. tombstone me and all. And I was talking to the fans. I'm going, check it out, man. That's me up there. That's me up there. Yeah, baby. You know, had a little bit of music <laughs> and everything. I was all happy. Check it out. That's me. And then they set the pyro off. Well, what they didn't know, I had this all planned. 
<laughs> the goes off. I'm gonna remember. I dropped flat down. Boom. <laughs> what was that, man? And I got up and I was like, I knew that was gonna happen. I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> Everybody cracked up, right? <laughs> and then I went down into the ring. Man, guy came in. Boom, bam, boom, boom. Good night. <laughs> right? What was it? Twenty three seconds or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely mauled you. It was fantastic. Uh, absolute champagne television. Um, this game is big, elaborate uh, entrance. And then he goes, here he is, the man, the myth, Dwayne Gill. There was 19,000 people in there. Boy, you could hear a cricket over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> how were things received when you got backstage? Uh, it was awesome. So how I say it got the job was because Ed Farrar and them, the uh, writers, the head writers, yes. were watching the show that night, and they watched what I did, and uh, they were all like, look at this guy, man. He's just happy to be there. He just wants to be there. Man, wait a minute. And then they, they're, that's Dwayne Gill, you know, oh, super job and all that. Let's put him on the job squad. You know, it's, give him the title and put him on the job squad. Yeah, awesome, man. Um, So, uh. You're in the job squad. You guys are doing a little bit on television. I guess you you feud a little bit with uh, the Brood. And uh, November 17, 1998 is obviously, you know, a very important date in your career. Winning the light heavyweight championship after defeating Christian on Monday Night Raw. And I just watched this uh, before we did the interview because I wanted to freshen myself up on that moment. Uh how did that feel for you after all these years of, of being a jobber, but then you're on television, you're in the job squad, and you win the light heavyweight championship on Monday Night Raw? That must have been incredible. Uh, 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 a, little, a little kid's that little kid's dream come true, man. I mean, you know, uh, you win the World Series, you win the Super Bowl. I won the light heavyweight title, brother. I literally, uh, if you remember, I I was looking at it like this, and when I held it up, I held it up backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I was showing everybody the back of the belt. The belt, the belt was behind me. You know? <laughs> I was like, man, what can I do now? <laughs> but, yeah, now I, I literally went in Vince's office and thanked him and, you know, Jane and everybody. Cried, cried my eyes out, man. It was a, it was a little kid's dream. And uh, awesome. the next day, they were all going, what the hell? And they're looking at the side of my face, and they're going, light, heavyweight. You slept with the belt, didn't you? You know, like the imprint. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember, I was in the room, and, and I was staying with Thrasher, the headbangers. Yeah. And, uh, he goes, okay, the door's shut. You can do it. I said, what? He goes, what you want to do? I said, okay, whatever got the belt. I'm like, yeah, 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 jumped up and down. He goes, I did the same thing, man, when we won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we only interviewed him about three, four weeks ago. Glenn Ruth, Thrasher, Glenn Ruth. Remember I was telling you about when I came out of, um, when I was wrestling and Larry Shark came out of the Aussie office, I was wrestling Glenn Ruth. Right, okay. That, that was the first day I met Glenn Ruth back cool. in, uh, I believe, 88, 88, I believe it was. Cool. Yeah, we interviewed him maybe about three or four weeks ago. He's a real, he's a great guy. Awesome person, man. Awesome person. He's crazy, man. I tell you, he's crazy. <laughs> we done some crazy stuff, man. <laughs> That's for sure. So we I guess it's what's we that? Feud. We used to feud the Lords of Darkness and the uh, Spiders. Oh, of course. Yep. yep. Up in uh, in Jersey, we feuded for a long time. Wow. Yeah, so that's, that's a long-standing friendship right there. Oh, I love him to death, man. He's a good guy. He used to be my tag team partner, too, when Barry wasn't around. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to transition to the part where it's – I mean, I'm sure you've answered this question a million times, but I've never heard the answer of who was the person that came up to you and, and mentioned, we have this idea to, to do a parody of Goldberg and, and call you Gilberg. I made it up. On the independence, when I started wrestling again after I was injured, a guy named Mark Osborne was working with MCW, and we were making up funny things. Like I did Stone Old, 
With uh, pool swimmies on my leg, like big braces and walking with a walker and all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I did the underfaker and uh, I did Gilbert. And what happened was I was in the locker room as Dwayne Gill on the road. And I was talking to Paul Bear and uh, Kane standing backstage. And we were bullcrapping. And I was telling you know, the story that I was doing on the independence, making fun of the boys. And I said, yeah, and I did Gilbert. And uh, I still remember Paul Bear looking at me going, Oh, Gil, you may have something there, boy. And I went, what do you mean, Bert? And he goes, oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, in all honesty, I got to thank Percy, you know, Paul Bear, for basically getting Gilbert on because you know he went right to the office and told him. The rest of that night, when I when I talked to him, every time I walked by him in the hallway, him and Kane were going Gilbert, Gilbert, <laughs> yo, because they thought it was funny as hell. So the next day, when I went into catering, you know, it was a TV taping. I went into catering. Most of the boys are going Gilbert, Gilbert. <laughs> I stood straight down and went. Ah, ah, ah. They all laughed their ass off, and I thought that was the end of it. <laughs> so three days later I'm at home and I get a call from the office and they go hey here you do this Gilbert parody oh yeah yeah I play around well bring your stuff you're now Gilbert I said whoa 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 they said what and I said I don't want to lose my title and they went oh no 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 that's the beauty of it you'll wrestle heavyweights <laughs> yeah. You can't lose a light heavyweight title to heavyweights. I went, yeah. okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm in for it. <laughs> you know? So yeah. That's it. That's what we did, man. And I went back in there and they they honestly had no clue what I was going to do and they wanted me to wrestle Edge. And I said, come on, man. You want to make fun of the guy? Give me Luna. And Luna's going, Dwayne, no. No, this is wrong, man. No, that's. Give me Luna. And she's going, no, no, no. And I said, Luna, in real life, you can probably kick my ass. <laughs> Go do it. And she's like, okay, if you want to. And they're like, Damn. like, I like it, man, you know? So um, we went out, we did the match, and halfway through the match, she went, we ran, if you remember, we ran, stopped right in each other. She goes, I'm lost. And I went, ball shot. There was no ball shot in that match. So she dropped down, she reached up, and she smacked my ass as hard as she could. And what she did, I caught her leg in between my arms. You know, in, in, I caught her arm in between my legs. And yeah. I went, oh, as loud as I could, right in her face. And she's going, let go of me, you son of a bitch. I swear, I'm going to kill you, Dwayne. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to, oh, 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 right in her face. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, I fell over, and I still had a hold of her arm. <laughs> Oh, it was hilarious. That's when I got my highest honor in wrestling. When I walked back through that curtain, there was not a producer, a McMahon, a, a television guy, a wrestler, nobody who wasn't standing there laughing their asses off, clapping like a son of a gun. All the women had makeup running down their face because they were laughing so hard at it and everything. <laughs> and then I remember I turned around and Luna came in and bowed, you know, like the Orientals do, you know, got on her knees and I started bowing at my feet. I grabbed her, man. I stood her up. I said, Luna, don't you ever do that to me. She said, I'm showing you respect. I said, Luna, I respect you for what you just did for me. You just exploded my career, girl. Thank you. You know, I gave her a big hug. And I love Luna, man. Very sad that she's gone. Luna yeah. Awesome. Absolute shame, man. She was a legend. Um, she, she was, man, you don't know. You know, she was known Luna Vachon, crazy bitch. But she was <laughs> the this kindest woman you ever want to meet. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. So, what did you think on February 8, 1999, when you found out that you were going to be defeating Goldust? Uh, did you think that that was the right idea, or should the character not be winning any matches? Uh, 
the truth being said, I was supposed to pin Goldust one, two, three in the middle of the ring. Goldust was pissed and complained, and that's why they came up with the Blue Meanie. Blue Meanie was going to do that after I pinned Oh, okay. Yeah, Blue Meanie was going to come out, and then I was going to roll up Goldust one, two, three, boom, end of the match. No, it didn't happen that way. You had to come up with a whole other way, you know. I'm right. Just, some people have egos. Yeah. I'm not losing to him. That's Dwayne Gill. He's the jobber. Yeah. He's also like heavyweight champion now. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not the jobber no more. Exactly. So, you know, but oh well. It's That's- what it is. Yeah, that, that that is disappointing to hear. You, you obviously you had done the favor for so many people. When it's time for someone to do the favor for you, it's not really fair that they would have that attitude. Bingo, bingo. Um, so, as a, as a as a massive fan of wrestling yourself, it must have been a thrill for you, August thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, on an edition of SmackDown to compete for the WWF Championship against Triple H. Um, <gasps> Dude, go ahead. I'm sorry. That no. Was an moment. I mean, I just uh, I, I watched it again earlier tonight. I, I'd seen it before though, and uh, but you know, when I interviewed James Ellsworth, it was the same thing. He's talking about his moment standing in the ring, going for the WWE Championship, having to pinch himself. You get the same thing as well. Many years prior, how well, did you feel? What What happened was Pat Patterson was the agent for that match, right? I mean, I could tell you the stuff from behind the scenes. Yes. And he came in, and Trip Wade was sitting there, and I was sitting there, and he goes, look, I'm sorry, Dwayne, but look, Trip Wade's just going to come in. He's going to palm me on. That's going to be it. Okay, no, no, no problem. Pat walks out of the room. Trip Wade goes, fuck that, man. He goes, <laughs> We're going to tear the roof off this place. I go, really? He said, listen, if you spear me, he said, this fucking place is going to fall apart. And yeah. if I sell it real good and get back up and you spear me again, they're going to go crazy. Yeah. He said, then if you spear me again, they're going to go nuts. He said, and then I'll get up like in the corner for the fourth one and you man, make all of it. the belts mine, the belts mine, the belts mine. Everybody's going to be freaking. But then I'm going to move. Yeah. You're going to hit the corner. Then I'm going to wear a chair out on you. Yeah. I said, that sounds awesome, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Said, no, really, man. He said, Christ, dude, I got to, you know, I got to make you leave on a stretcher. I want to give you, you know, if you do this, we're going to tear the roof off the friggin' place. And dude, I have never, ever heard pops like that in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I him a big hug in the back. He's like, brother, man, listen to that crowd, man. He said, did you hear it? And I said, yes, I did. He said, exactly what we want every time we go out don't we good guy to cheer for bad guy they boo he said after they cheered their hearts out we broke their hearts by me beating the hell out of you (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you he he bent that chair did you see it he yes oh man (laughs) chair up you know the funny part what's that i look i didn't feel this really feel that that's how good that man is he is the best man i love that guy to death he's awesome i met i was there when he came in and was talking to him you know i remember when he came in yeah and then all and years later first helmsley always <laughs> man me and barry sit back there because see i remember when taker came in I was sitting there, hey, Mark, man, what the hell are you doing here? He's like, ah, they got me doing some dead man gimmick or whatever. And we were, he was actually holding up four or five different drawings of things they wanted him to do. Right. Yeah. I, um, that's I, I was there for a long time. <laughs> um, I was uh, very curious as to why uh, around, you know, that late 1999 period that there were several months where you weren't on television. What uh, was going on there? I, I uh, went to WCW and uh, went over the top rope and completely exploded my rotator cuff. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I was wrestling Hugh Morris. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that you went over there. He threw me over the top. And down there, if you go over the top, it's a disqualification. He threw me over the top. Disqualified. But when I, I caught myself to pivot, my shoulder exploded. I, I couldn't. I was like, it was like jelly. I couldn't even pick it up. Right. He, so did you leave the WWF in late 99 to go to WCW? No, no, I didn't leave it. I just went down and did some jobs. You know, I was going to do some jobs. Okay. There. They didn't have me on for a little bit, so I went down there, and then I got hurt, and that's when, uh, you know, that's when all that happened. Actually, it was back in 90, 98, I got hurt. Right. And then I went on for a while, and then in 99, they brought me back. Wasn't it in 99, they brought me back? Right. Um, so, uh, you were off television for a few months before returning on February 13th, 2000 on Sunday Night Heat, uh, to drop the championship to the debuting SA Rios. Um, what, uh, what led to the phone call to be brought back to drop the title after all this time? They just called me and said, you know, come on back. We, uh, need, uh, need you to drop your title. I said, okay, no problem. Whatever. Sounds good. Yeah, and uh, I remember that was the debut of Lita as well. Player, That's what I do, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was Lita's debut as well, and uh, I remember uh, as a 13-year-old kid falling in love that night as well. Um, so 15-month reign ends. Uh, you leave the WWF and you go on to the independent circuit, I suppose, after that. Um, uh, were you making a, a good good amount of money? Coming off WWF television? Yeah, I was doing okay. I was doing okay. But um, where I messed up was you don't you don't realize uh, that when you're making all that money and you raise your cost of living, yeah. when you lose that job that you're making that high dollars and you're not making all those high, high dollars anymore, that your bank account goes... Right. And you don't realize it till you go, ah, oh, hey, I'm broke. What the hell happened? Right, <laughs> yeah. You're living in a house larger than you're used to, driving cars better than you're used to. You know what I mean? And right. And then you drop back down to where you are. Now I'm back to where I was, and, you know, I'm happy. That's good. Um, what did you do to make ends meet? Uh, did you just... Back into carpentry? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's it. I'm a carpenter, man, through and through. I'm a uh, carpenter. I suppose there must be a, a pretty big story behind your uh, appearance in 2003 after Goldberg had finally made it over to the WWE and he was feuding with The Rock. Uh, tell me about, you know, you're getting the phone call and you're finding out that you're actually going to be face-to-face -face with the guy you've been parodying for many years. I wasn't worried about it. You know what I mean? I, I I ain't worried about it, you know? And uh, I met him, shook his hand, told him, hey, what's up? He's like, hey. He goes, hey, how you doing? Oh, hey. And he looked back down and said, oh, <laughs> I've been waiting to meet you. And I said, oh, I'll see you. We got it. We'll, we'll, we'll be out in the ring. <laughs> you know, but he... Yeah, I actually am very upset because I lost the camera. I had a camera, man, and I took a bunch of pictures that night. He was really cool about it, even though he hates my guts. And right, he was he was really cool about it and took a bunch of pictures. But uh, I lost the camera, so somebody got a good good souvenir. That's for sure. All right. Yeah. Um. So, was there ever any talk of you having a match against Goldberg at all? Uh. I even asked him this match. I said, you can bury Gilbert. I said, we'll call it an end. Everything. I said, you'll make a million. I'll make a hundred thousand. I can actually retire. And I said, this time I know what to do with my money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, I can retire. I'll make a hundred thousand. You'll make a million. He's yeah. that was it. All right. Well, I that's a shame. I I'm, I uh, I I asked everywhere why why isn't there a Gilbert doll? Why isn't there a Dwayne Gill doll? There's every doll in the job squad, but no Dwayne Gill. Yeah, 
Peter Gilbert though. They just I just did the Festival of Friends. They made a whole set, the Festival of Friends. Even the little pictures, everything, but no Gilbert though. Right. Why is there Gilbert doll? I understand Goldberg has it. From what I understand, I don't have it in writing, don't know, but people I ask, let's just say it's in somebody's contract that Gil gets nothing. Right. I mean, if I was in a video game or had a doll, that's, that's retirement money, man. I mean, Absolutely. Money, brother. Yeah, and that's they, a shame. They won't do it. I mean, do you know what a Gilbert Goldberg box set would bring? I, I guarantee it would sell out. Because yeah, definitely. Be Goldberg and beat up the little Gilbert and everything. Yeah. You know I mean? it, it really would. It would sell out, man. Yeah, and as a fan back then, I was like thinking when you two were face-to-face -face on Raw and he grabbed you around the throat, I thought that definitely there's going to be a match taking place. As a fan, I was expecting it. It just, just made so much sense. Funny. Because I could make him look like a million dollars at the yeah. same time, make it look believable that I'm getting offense on him. You know what I mean? I I still have, brother. Look, I work out every day, bro. I'm in great shape. I am in I'm in better shape than I've been in my entire life. I'm not kidding you. The COVID, <laughs> good thing for me, man. I ain't kidding you. I went <laughs> down in my gym and I I I'm ripped to shreds. Can you see it? Absolutely. I mean, Going up on there, I'm ripped to shreds. I got about 20 inch arms. I mean, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm in great shape. <laughs> That's good, man. Looking great for 61. Two. 62 now. Yes, sir. 62. Wow. 62. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you also about uh, the opportunity you had to be on the Edge and Christian show and the experience you had uh, recording a few things with them. I love it, man. Them guys are awesome, man. Were they cool? Did you see it? Did you see mm. it, man? They, yeah. I mean, saw what they did for me. I was like, God, man, they did nothing but put me over. I mean, it, the whole show, they put me over, man, especially when Christian's sleeping and they're just going, Gilbert. It's the best, man. It's the best. And then we played uh, Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah, and the one actually did fly up and hit him. It really happened when we were playing. <laughs> That's why they put it in like that. And oh, then that's awesome. over like he shoved all the marbles over to my side. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun stuff. It was great, man. They, those guys are awesome, and they deserve everything they get. They really do. They really oh, are. Great. I um, met like one or two assholes in the whole entire business. To be honest with you. Really that's, good guy. that's good, man. Um, I I actually haven't watched WWE very much in the last few years. I've kind of, I don't I don't really enjoy it like I used to. It's not what I remember. I um, understand. But February thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, you actually. Uh, I didn't even know until tonight when I did research. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that Gilberg showed up on Raw. Uh, to be attacked by Kevin Owens. Yeah. Uh, were you surprised to get a phone call to be brought in um, to do something on, on on TV after all these years? Oh, I don't care. I love it, man. I love it. You know, it, it, yeah, I'm always surprised, but I like doing it because it's it's a ball, you know. And I told Kevin, I told Kevin, he, he said, you know, okay, I'm going to run you down. I'm going to throw you into the – yeah, you because know, now the aprons are TV screens, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to bust that TV screen. He said, I don't know, man. They're pretty hard. I said, you don't know me, Kevin. <laughs> I hit that TV screen with everything. I had strawberries all over my head and everything, man. It didn't move. <laughs> I hit the ground. I hit the ground. If, you, if you remember, when he, stay, he stepped on me to get in the ring, he went, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> That's fantastic. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. And of course, Jericho, you know, I've known Jericho for a long time. He's a great guy. But Kevin, Kevin's a really good guy. He really is. You know, and I, I only knew him from TV, so I thought he was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when I barely met him, I was like, damn, he's a nice guy. <laughs> I guess for you, it had been a while since you'd been backstage there in the company. And obviously the company's grown so much over the years. What, what differences would you say that you saw uh, behind the scenes in 2017 versus, you know, 
back in the attitude era. Everything. Attitudes, um, security. Uh, it, 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 I mean, man, we were there. When I was there, it was laid back, man. You know, and nobody had an attitude. Everybody was cool. Everything was nice. Now you need damn credentials, everything. It took me. Uh, and I was booked. And it took yeah. me an hour to get in the, it took me an hour to get in the building. Really? Yeah, I had to go get people out of the front office that called me and bring me and walk me through. And then I'm in the locker room and a bunch of the guys from NXT are like who the fuck are you? What are you doing in here? I said, well, I'm one of the motherfuckers who helped build this fucking place. And then <laughs> exactly. Come Shame- and then in comes Seamus and everybody, holy shit, Gilbert. And they're like, oh, and they're like, oh, fuck, Gilbert. <laughs> 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 you know I mean? oh, unbelievable. Yeah, was, they didn't recognize yeah, it was, you. It was crazy. There, there's, there's attitudes up there. And uh, I, I, I've never seen anything like that, man. WWF has always been so loving. And I mean, that's one thing Vince makes sure. He has all good people around there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I never seen anything like that before. It was just, it's a lot different, you know. But all like, all like Seamus and all them guys, man, they're like, hey, man, what's up, brother? And, you know, Drew McIntyre, all that, you know what I mean? They all, well, Drew, I remember when Drew came up and all. Drew, Drew's a good kid. I like Drew. I like I, Drew. I was really happy when he. I'm really happy for him too, and 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 I and I feel real bad for him in a way because he finally got to win the world championship and, and didn't get to he get all the big money from hitting the arenas, man. He could yeah. have made millions. And, and the the adulation of having the fans reacting in that moment where you finally make your dream come true. He'll get it. Back. He'll get it back. Uh, he will. He'll get it back. He look at him. He's great, man. He's got to get the title back because he would definitely pack houses. Absolutely, he's uh, he's he's one of a kind. That guy. Um, so I wanted to ask you about how you first became friends with one James Ellsworth. Ellsworth's mother and I grew up together. Really? Yes, we went to school together. Everything. Yes, and his dad's a good friend of mine, and everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I. That's how I knew. Actually, James Ellsworth literally. It's very funny because I was on, you know, doing TVs and everything, doing jobs, but I worked at the Board of Education. So I'm at school one day changing light bulbs after being on Raw, and young James Ellsworth walks up to me and says, Mr. Dwayne. I said, hey, Jamie, how you doing, buddy? He says, uh, aren't you a famous wrestler? I said, well, kind of, yeah, I am. And he goes... <laughs> What are you doing in school here? I said, son, <laughs> one day you'll know. One day you'll know. And little do I know how much it happened. <laughs> yeah. Wrestler and everything. You know what I mean? So he understands a hundred, but he was smart. He was smart. He saved his money. Yeah. He was smart. Jimmy's smart as far as that goes. He saves his money. He's very, he's very smart that way. He really is. Jimmy's a good kid. I'm glad to see he got that that break you know what i mean and they they should bring him back i mean he's a good piece of talent you can bring audience back you know what i mean i agree yeah um so how did it get uh come about that you two ended up would start teaming together on the independent circuit oh when he you know he got uh he got released. I was like, hey, Jimmy, man, let's have some fun. Come on, man. He's like, all right, let's do it. He's like, I said, what the hell? You're basically a Gilberg anyway. <laughs> you're a Dwayne <laughs> Gill, you know? He goes, yeah, you're right. And I said, it's awesome, man. I said, let's do it. And he said, okay, let's do it. And we won the titles and everything, man. We, we, had, we had a good time. And then, then, we, then we did a little feud against each other. That's great, and then, yeah. And then he held a show. He, he held a show. And said, you know, I understand you want to retire because my 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 family, I mean, literally came to me crying, begging me to retire. You know, you're getting old, Dad. You're getting old. Fine, you know. But, okay, I'll retire. And I told him I was going to have a retirement match. So I said, look, man, you name it, we'll do it. I said, right. No. Said, I said, all right. And uh, he said, anybody you want, I will pay to have come in and wrestle you. Anybody, you name them, I'll pay to have them come in and wrestle you, Dwayne. Yeah, I guess because 
you know, I, I love the kid to death. You know what I mean? I guess, I guess he has feelings about me. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, he said, I really will, Dwayne. I'll pay anybody. And I said, well, how about I wrestle you then for my retire? He goes, what? I said, yeah, let me wrestle you. He said, really? I said, yeah, man, why not? He goes, wow, that'd be pretty cool. I said, yeah, let's bring it. And I mean, we sold out the place. Awesome. Room only, bro. And they stood around for a half hour after the match, man. It was really touching. People that I had trained that I didn't know were in the audience came up and got in the ring. And they all, wow. and the whole crowd stood there going, Thank you, Gilbert. Oh, that's man. great. What a nice it, moment. It was really, yeah, it was, it was really touching. But we did it like the old uh, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels match. Yeah. He even looked at me. He even, he even got that thing. He said, I don't love you and I don't feel good. Man, about <laughs> it. You give me the big old kick and everything. <laughs> it was cool. The no chin music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, but he, he, uh, I, I won the light heavyweight title from him that night. Yeah. From his league, ACW. And he said, keep the title. We're going to. Discontinue to get light heavyweight title. You have just retired it. No, I was like, oh, that's oh. awesome. So, wow, yeah, what a great way to go out. It was. He was really, really some class, man. I tell you, really classy. Really was. Um, looking back on your career, Dwayne, is there anything that you regret? Or any decisions that you made that you you wish you could take back? <laughs> I wish I would have saved my money. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it, man. I loved everything I did, everything. And I, I don't know anything that I did that I did bad or to hurt anybody or because all I ever do and, and all I ever want to do is help people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I love I love everything I did. I met some of the most awesome people. I'm friends with some of the coolest people in the world. You know what I mean? And I'm known everywhere. So, no, I really don't. I mean, I just I, – I wish I, – I wish – Goldberg would have this match, and I wish I could get, you know, the the wrestling figures. I was the number one wanted wrestling figure in Jack's Toys, which is the Bible for wrestling figures. Back when I was doing it, yeah, and for, yeah, for a year and a half, the number one wanted wrestling figure, and they never made one. Oh, that's a shame. Well, hopefully, someone can make one for you. I know that there's a way of making custom figurines. I'm hoping WWE. I mean, they bring back all the legends. They do it. You know what I mean? You know who else? Who else uh, is a really big name and never had one? Who's that? Mr. Hughes. Oh, really? He won around the world with the heavyweight title. You know what I mean? With the Undertaker. Yeah. In the world, selling out arenas, and he doesn't have one. I don't get it. (laughs) And my book is like two to three weeks from being in print. Oh, awesome. Tell me a little bit about that. Ah, it's my book. It's called A Grappler's Journey, man. It's about my life all the way up to Gilbert. And then I'm going to do another one from Gilbert to now. Oh, that's great. Well, I look forward to reading it. And and then I'm hopefully my partner will do one with me and tell about our tag team experiences. Because I try to keep it the single stuff. You know what I mean? I try to, you know, show that we can do the thing with Barry and have an awesome book together because Barry yeah. I, I love I did that he taught me everything and took me around the world man uh you know I owe him everything I really do would you say yeah. Barry influenced you the most oh yeah yeah Barry well no Barry didn't influence me Barry taught me yeah who influenced me the most I would honestly say is like Tony Gurria you know he uh he influenced me took us under his wing he helped us out a lot he, uh, he taught us a lot. He really did. Tony Gurria, Larry Sharp, man, uh, Rene Goulet, those guys, Chief J. Strongo, they and I a lot. They really did. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, well, uh, when we end this show, we have a little segment called Five Second Frenzy, Dwayne, where I ask you different questions about yourself, um, and it's quick fire. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so there's just 10 questions. Uh, who was your favorite wrestler? I'll say Taker. Uh, favorite opponent? Taker. The favorite match you've ever had? 
my favorite match I ever had, to be honest with you, was one that I did on a um, on a house show, and I wrestled a, a friend of mine named Rich Myers, and we were the opening match, and we won out, and I was the executioner, and we wrestled for like fifteen minutes, and I beat the hell out of him, but then at the end he moved and rolled me up one two three, bro, we took the roof off the place to where. The main event was Diesel versus Undertaker. When we walked back in into the locker room, Diesel and Undertaker looked at us and went, thanks a lot, guys. They're like, <laughs> what? And they go, how the fuck do we follow that? <laughs> like, awesome. Wow, man. Rich, did you hear that? And he's like, yeah, you believe this, man? You know, it was, it was really cool. It, that, that, was a, that was a cool. But, I mean, I guess my favorite match, of course, is when in the title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite TV show, Dwayne? Um, it's like I got a toss up: <laughs> Iron Resurrection, um, Texas Metal. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love all that stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, Garage Squad. They're, they're they're my toss ups. I like watching that stuff. Cool. Um, your favorite film. My favorite film, oh man, I would say, uh, wow, that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, Hollywood Nights. Cool. You ever watch it? I have not seen it, but I've heard of it. Oh, watch it. It's about back in the 50s and all. It's, it's funny as hell. Ah, cool. Uh, what's your favorite food? Steak. Me too. <laughs> Steak, man. <laughs> I'm a big New York strip guy. As a matter of fact, I just bought a slab about that long of New York strip and they cut it up. I got, uh, it was a really good price too. And, uh, they cut, I got, got the slab for like 70 bucks and I got, um, 22 inch and a half thick steaks. Very nice. You can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. New um, York strip too, baby. What was your favorite place to eat on the road? Oh, it was uh, it was in it was in Boston, and it was oh, I can't remember. It was a steakhouse, and I mean they had a steak. My God, I think it was like Texas Longhorn, right? Sort of. Yeah. Oh my God, they had a steak. Oh man, me and Barry used to get it all the time. <laughs> Every time, man. Oh, we're in Boston. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite alcoholic beverage? Jaeger. Very nice. Um, I love Jaeger bombs. I love Jaeger bombs. <laughs> I, I, I used to love Jaeger bombs until I had too many of them. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite female body part? Uh, the ass. Very good. Same with Bob Holly. He agrees. Mm -hmm. uh, and finally, Dwayne, what is your favorite curse word? Uh... Probably fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I use it a lot. <laughs> As you know, do I. You're a fucking fucking man and over fucking idiot, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a construction worker, man. <laughs> and before I became a wrestler, I was a sailor, so. <laughs> of course. You're done, man. <laughs> I used to be a cook on a tanker. <laughs> well, um, I really want to thank you for your time tonight, Dwayne. I really appreciate it. Uh, you have been so much fun to talk to, and uh, I love it. I your love journey it. in wrestling is such a uh, it's a, such a wonderful story. It's and I really look forward to the book because it's it's just like James. It's that journeyman, you know, and making his dreams come. And, yep. and lets everyone out there know that it doesn't matter if you. You look like Hulk Hogan or not, your dreams can still come true. Yeah, and uh, the whole point is don't call them and bug them. They know you're there. Do your thing. They know you're there. Believe me. I don't know how, but they know you're there, and they will call you when they want you. Look at Ellsworth. Exactly. That's all I got to say. Ellsworth, they called him and said, hey, can you go out and do a job? Yeah, you went out and did a job. And he said, any man with two hands. And they went, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, so before we sign off, uh, I'd like to ask you if you could help me. Uh, we get people to record, uh, well, not record, but just say to the camera um, something like, hey, this is Gilberg and you're watching 55 Live. Oh, man, that, that's man, my pleasure, man. I do one as Gilberg and Dwayne Gill. How's that? Sure, sounds great. You let me know when. Go. Hey everybody, it's is Gilbert, and you're watching 55 Live. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was a Gilbert. <laughs> Thanks, right. brother. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Dwayne Gill, and you're watching 55 Live. Way to go, boys. <laughs> well, thank you, Dwayne. I really want to thank you again. Um, and I just want to say once again, uh, as a fan all the way here in Perth, Western Australia, first show I ever watched, you were on it. I followed what you did. I was such a big fan. I laughed every time you came out of that locker room. And uh, I... I've got some cherished memories because of you. So I just want to thank you and, and say that I feel like you're an unsung hero in the wrestling business. Awesome. Thank you very much, man. That makes you feel good. Cause all I want to do is make people laugh, man. That's what I do. You know, thanks, thanks bro. so much for the interview and anytime brother, you need anything. You just give me a call. Thanks Dwayne. And uh, thank you everyone out there for watching here in conjunction with the WZOA network with my friend Gilberg, AKA Dwayne Gill. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you. You got it. See ya. <laughs>